Hey everybody, this is Mark. I'm so glad that you have joined me today. Get your cup of coffee, get your tea, uh, whatever you use to pep you up in the morning. Uh, I don't know if you're listening to this on your way to work or as you're sitting in your house or getting ready for your morning commute or maybe just catching up later in the evening after work. But thank you so much for listening and I appreciate it. I hope you'll subscribe and share this podcast with others. But let's go ahead and get into today's episode. We're going to talk about growth. We're going to talk about humility and pain. And I'm kind of excited about sharing it with you. So let's get into it. I hope you're ready on this Monday with Mark. It is uh, Monday, January 31st, the last day of the first month of the year. Whew. Time is flying. I love love how we do this every year. They're like, can you believe January is already over? It's almost February. And then it's going to be like, where did March come from? We do this every year. Um, But time does seem to be flying by, doesn't it? Uh, I'm glad you could join me today. This is our Mondays with Mark episode. And I don't know what platform you're watching or listening on, but I want to remind you again, you can catch this on YouTube and you can catch it here on Facebook if you're watching on Facebook. Uh, Or maybe you're listening. Maybe you're not watching, you're listening on one of the platforms uh, that you were on your favorite podcasts. We're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify, we are on Google Podcasts. Uh, you can find us there. So subscribe there. Uh, if you listen on a podcast uh, station or a podcast platform, leave a review. A kind one, please. Preferably five stars. That would be that would be really helpful. And just kind of helps to get it out as we're as we're just getting started. Oh boy. I thought a lot about what I wanted to talk to you about today. I thought I would share with you a story from my violin lesson last week. Yeah. Uh, I've told you before, uh, but I started last year uh, in on January 1 of 2021, I bought a violin and I decided I was going to learn to play it. And it's been tough. In May of last year, I hired a teacher, it's something I don't normally like to do, but I did. I said, if I'm ever going to learn this thing, I've got to have a teacher. And I have thoroughly been enjoying my lessons. My teacher is an amazing guy, and I love his teaching style, and he keeps me motivated, and and I just I just absolutely love it. So I had some things come up in my schedule, which meant I was going to be out of town. So I talked to my teacher and said, I need to be able to, can we combine a lesson? I usually do a 45-minute lesson. I said, can we combine a lesson and do one hour and a half lesson because I'm going to have to be missing things. He said, yeah, I said, that would actually be great. He said, I'd love that. So I went and did a lesson last Thursday, um, and it was, no, no, it wasn't last Thursday because I was gone last Thursday. I went and did a lesson the Thursday before that, which is when I did the long the long lesson. And he, I walked into the lesson and he said, you can go ahead and put your violin down. I got, you know, I got everything set up and he said, you can go ahead and put the violin down. He said, we're going to work on ear training today. He said, I'm going to, he said, I'm going to help you to uh, learn how to hear the note in your head and in your ear that you're supposed to be playing on the violin because I've been, the violin doesn't have any frets on it, which I won't bore you if you're not a musician, but it makes it really, really a challenge because there's only one place on the entire string that you can get a, a given note. And you have to know from muscle memory and practice where that is. And you have to be able to hear that you're hitting the right note. Now, I consider myself 
something of a musician. I play a lot of instruments. I do a lot of singing. And I thought, well, I should be able to do this. This will be easy. And so he had me hold my, he said, pick up your violin now, but hold it like a guitar. And we found the note B, I'll just tell you. We found the note B. He said, pluck that note. We made sure it was the right note and in tune. He said, that's the only one you can pluck. He said, now I want you to sing up an octave by half steps. And he said, I want you to sing it out loud. Pluck the B, then think about the half step in your brain and sing the C. And guys, <laughs> I couldn't do it. It sounded horrible. It sounded like um, Ernest T. Bass tapping on his on his uh, gas can to to get his you know. Mm -hmm. That's what it sounded like. It was humiliating. I was, if there had been cats in that studio, they would have begun meowing or scratching my eyes out. Dogs would have been howling. And I was absolutely gutted and humiliated because here I was thinking, if you had asked me going into that lesson how good I was uh, at hitting a pitch um, on key, I would have told you I was better than average. I couldn't hit a single one. I couldn't hit a single one. And it was pitiful. I sounded like a Gregorian monk who has just become a monk and hasn't learned how to chant yet. It was horrible, horrible. I think I detected a little flat note there. We worked on it for 45 minutes. I didn't play the violin. We just worked on hitting notes and hearing it in my head and then singing it. And if you've ever tried it, it is to get that note is, oh, it's almost impossible. I can't sing. I just can't sing. I was so, I was so humiliated. But then as we worked, and as I did it multiple times, and I began to hit the correct notes, then he said, after 45 minutes, he said, now pick up your violin. He said, find that B again. And we've been working on something called shifting, which I won't go into, but he said, I want you to shift from that B up to the D, sing it first, then do the shift. I've been struggling with shifting on the violin and hitting the right notes. And guys, I sang it, then I played it, and it was like magic. I went from the B and slid right into the D and hit it. It was a great feeling. And it was something I never would have done myself. In fact, when he said he wanted me to sing the note, he wasn't going to sing it with me, and there was no music to, to match. It was just from my head. I didn't want to do it. But then I thought, daggone it, I'm paying for this lesson. I want to learn the violin. This guy knows how to play the violin. I will listen to him, and I will do it. I will go through the humiliation to learn what I need to learn. And I'm really glad I did. You know, 
I've talked to before about practicing the hard parts, but you know, have you ever heard that statement, you don't know what you don't know? That's both true and not true. How about that? It is true that you don't know what you don't know. But once you know that you don't know something, you can still know that you don't know it and not know what it is you don't know. And know that you don't know what you don't know. Let me illustrate. If I, if I don't know how to, let's see here, it's, it's hard to even explain. There are things that you don't know that you're unaware of. When someone makes you aware that you need to know something, you can then know that you need to know it and still not know it. But at least then you know what you don't know. <laughs> I should edit this out. It's so confusing. But once you know that there's something you don't know that you need to know, it can still be really hard to learn it. I think it was about eight years ago, I read an article from Google that said, or not, it wasn't from Google, it was about Google, that Google makes people think they're smarter than they are. Because all of the information at our fingertips, we can go around thinking we know more than we do because we can type in a few keys and the information is there. And there is a difference between knowing and just rehearsing information that, that, we, that we have in front of us. I think all of us have the tendency to think we know more than we do, to think that we're better than we are. I went into that lesson a couple of weeks ago thinking that I was a better musician than I was. And in 45 minutes, that was deconstructed. And I actually left the lesson a better musician than when I walked in. But here's the thing. I left the lesson less of a, of a musician in truth than I thought I was when I walked in. But what would you prefer? Would you prefer thinking that you're better than you are or know more than you do, but not actually? Or would you prefer having real knowledge, but not having it to the level that you thought you had previously? I'd rather have the real skill and knowledge than just to think that I know something that I don't. We tend to think we're better than we are. And what stops us from learning? Ignorance, in some cases, but in many cases, it's pride. It was humiliating for me to sing those notes off-key and to make it public to my teacher and now to everyone else that I wasn't as good at it as I thought I was. It wounded my pride. It's never pleasant to come up against a shortfall in our life. But as I learned and as I grew in that 45 minutes and then the next 45 minutes, the feeling of accomplishment I had far outweighed the false security that I carried with me into the lesson. What am I saying? I think I'm saying that there are things in your life and mine that we believe we have nailed down, but we're not as good at them as we think. And sometimes it takes people 
to point it out to us and to show us what we won't show ourselves. Maybe you think you're a better husband than you actually are. Maybe a better wife than you actually are. Maybe you think you're better at your job than you actually are. Maybe it's some skill, some woodworking or music or art. We live in a world where we expect instant gratification and we expect people to pat us on the back for everything that we do. You take a picture of yourself and you post it on Facebook. Not everybody is beautiful. Not everybody is handsome. But when you post a selfie of yourself on Facebook or Instagram or whatever other uh, social media platform, it's expected that people are either going to say nothing or they're going to tell you how beautiful you are to reaffirm to you. Maybe you have an extra 15 pounds that really needs to be lost, but no one's going to tell you that because no one, because you don't want to hear that. So you walk around having only the people that confirm to you what you already believe about yourself. And it's not pleasant having somebody say, have you gained weight recently? (laughs) I mean, we don't need that kind of negativity. I think I've told you that before. When I was in North Carolina, there was a time where I was almost 200 pounds. I'm 175 right now. I was almost 200 pounds. And I was walking around with my shirts untucked as often as possible because I didn't want to acknowledge the fact. I kept telling myself, it's not that bad. I'd suck it in when I looked in the mirror. You know, it wasn't that bad. And then I went to the Philippines after, you know, from one year to the next, I gained all this weight and I went back to the Philippines and I walked off the plane. I'd been lying to myself and everyone around me was polite and didn't say anything except for my friends in the Philippines. I walked off the plane and I met my friends and they said, oh, Pastor Mark, you're fat. (sighs) And I was. And it didn't feel good to have someone say that. But I needed to come up hard against the truth so that I could make the change that was necessary. I know we need a balance of affirmation and correction, but in our society, we don't want want anyone exposing our weaknesses to us. We won't even expose them to ourselves. And in the last week, I had that teacher who was willing to let me be humiliated, not because he didn't like me, but because in his words, you have a lot of potential, and I want to see you reach every bit of your potential, and we have to go through this if you're going to get there. He wasn't humiliating me to secretly you know, get some sense of gratification for himself. He did it for my benefit, and he put himself through the pain of listening to me chant. What progress or benefit are you missing out on because you won't let anybody point out where you're not as solid as you think you are? You don't know what you don't know. Put yourself in positions to face the things you can't do. Don't run away from them. Practice the hard parts, as I've said before. The progress might be slow, and you might find out that you're still, after a week of effort, farther behind than where you thought you were before, but it'll be real, and real is what matters. I hope that is encouraging to you. I hope that you're on a path of 
of self-improvement, that you're always looking for ways to improve yourself and that you run away every chance you get from this self-delusion that makes us think we're better than we are. And rather than looking how we are in, in, real, in real time and then taking steps to improve it, read a book this week, have a difficult conversation with your spouse, find out where you are in your marriage, find out where you are in your relationship with the Lord, find out where you are at, at, at work. And it won't always be pleasant, but once you know, then you can start taking steps to improve and the improvement will be real and you'll feel better about it. I promise. And that's why I thought I'd share that story with you because it happens to all of us. I found out last week I wasn't as good of a musician as I thought I was. And you know what? I'm really glad. Because now I can start becoming the musician that I told myself I was before. And it'll be real. Hey guys, I'm going to let you go. I hope you have a great week. Find an area to improve this week. Look at it brutally honest in the mirror. Stop standing face on, maybe stand sideways and get a good look and find out where you are. And it'll hurt and it'll be humiliating. But then you can start building. And that's, that's the good stuff. All right, next week, first Monday in February, I'll see you. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe. Please share these videos with people that you think would be encouraged by it. And I'll see you guys for another check-in next week. Just a, just a chat with a cup of coffee or a cup of tea. Time to spend together as we start our week. Thank you so much. I'll see you next week.